BAM Radio Network. And this is the same group that groaned at first because they had to pull out another worksheet, right? Yes. And it really changed my way of thinking of how can education be in the future? What can I do to make a difference? Welcome to The Flipside, turning learning on its head with John Bergman. Today I have with me Amber Mueller. Uh, Amber, welcome to the show. You know, uh, I got introduced to you by Kristen Daniels, uh, amazing educator and a board member on the Flipped Learning Network. And she said, John, you've just got to talk to this amazing young teacher. So can you tell us a little bit about your story, how you got to Flipped Learning, how long you've been teaching? So give me kind of a little background. Sure. I have been teaching for a total of two years. And I have been so lucky to have been able to teach this grade for both of those years in the wonderful district in Stillwater, Minnesota. And that is where I was um, introduced to Kristen Daniels. So you are just a young teacher and you discovered flipped learning kind of in a workshop with one of your professional development people, Kristen Daniels. Tell us about just kind of that first exposure to flipped learning. They started something new with professional development where they decided to flip their professional development, and we would go to small group sessions. And that is where I was really introduced to this concept of the way we can be doing teaching differently. After talking to them and saying, you know, I'm just wanting a different way to do things, especially in math, they're like, well, hey, we have this great flip pilot going on, and we're opening it up to everybody in the winter. And so I was invited to join, and I joined halfway through my first year of teaching and decided to flip my math class. So you were only a half year into your course, and then you said, I want to try this flip learning, but was there some kind of a problem that you were noticing about your classes that caused you said, I need to do something different? So what was the problem? Yeah, I was noticing that even though our curriculum was wonderful and had some great ideas and wonderful strategies mathematically, I was noticing that the varied student abilities was so drastic, and I just wasn't able to teach in a way that I felt was effective to all of my students. I had students who just groaned every day. You would open up the workbook, okay, turn to this page, and some lessons would have eight or nine pages just for the workbook practice, and it just became overwhelming for some that they shut down, and some were so bored because they've known it for so long. I just started to feel that there had to be something different. I wanted to take out all the manipulatives and do hands-on projects that I had been exposed to in my education. Like I wanted to teach math the way I felt was really beneficial, but that takes a lot more time. So tell me a little bit about what, uh, at least in that first year that you flipped your class, or what, what did class look like? Once I started flipping, they would watch the video at home and also take a quick five-question quiz. Then when they came into class, we would do a quick introduction activity um, where I could see where the students were at, and then we would break off and students would have, like, choice time. I really wanted to open it up and allow them more choices, yet structure so that I could differentiate to meet their needs. And so one way was like creating different menus, like a tic-tac-toe menu board. And students would have choices on what they wanted to work on, and then we'd come together and do like a closing activity. And what was the kids' response? The initial response was that they just absolutely loved it. It was the first time that I'd really seen this particular group of students enthusiastic about math. They would groan when we had to end math time, and that was such a rarity. I was 
just in awe that they didn't want to stop having math class. And so that was just your first year. So you you flipped your class after like a half a year. Tell me now more about kind of this. You when we chatted earlier, you had this conversation about you did some different things even the second year after that first year. So tell me a little bit more about the second year. Yeah. As a new teacher, trial and error is definitely a strategy that I have employed. So every time I try something, it's like, okay, that works or that didn't work. What can we change to do with it next time? So coming into this year, I just noticed that I wasn't allowing my student cluster to have enough time to complete the choices, that they loved having choices. However, I needed to give them enough time to finish them. If they felt rushed or that they didn't have enough time, it wasn't done with the quality, and they weren't as excited. Um, So I really needed a structure to fit more time in to work on those things, allow those choices, yet allow me an opportunity to support wherever they were at in their learning. So I decided to go with a more workshop approach that I was trying in literacy as well. So that's interesting. As you say that, that that's exactly what we saw as we were flipping our classes in Colorado at the high school level. So it's completely different is that the kids needed more time to really process the, the projects. And then you, know, you said something about literacy. So you were flipping your math portion of your class, but then you said you started to use some Talk about how that sort of impacted your literacy teaching. Yeah, I was looking at what is developmentally appropriate for fifth graders from like a whole group instruction. And really looking at more mini lessons. So, you know, 10 to 15 minutes introduction to the activity or to the concept, modeling, they get a chance to see me do it or we get to work as a class. And then they would go into independent practice. So in literacy, maybe they're reading a book with a partner or they're reading on their own. In math, they get a chance to go try that concept out, whether it's in stations, working with me, getting a chance for them to be at different activities, more at their own pace, working on different things, and then coming back together and closing out our session. That doesn't sound to me too much like a flipped classroom, but it seems like the flipped classroom led you to this series of choices and menus. And tell me a little bit more about how that that played out. Being introduced to flipped learning really changed my perspective and how I looked at my teaching and my class time. So it really opened up new doors for what am I going to have them doing outside of class? Do I want them doing higher level thinking activities outside of class? Or do I want them to kind of watch a video explaining it so that they can come in and apply it in class? And so that's kind of fed into both math and literacy in all areas. But it really is really rethinking what are we doing with our class time? What's going to be the most beneficial for our students? now while I have them with me. You know, that's the key question that I I often ask uh, as I get a chance to share about the flipped classroom. In fact, it is the key question. It's what is the best use of your face-to-face time with your students? And it seems to me like you have really addressed that, not just in your math uh, curriculum, but now in your literacy curriculum. Now, you can't do this alone. I mean, you've you've talked about uh, Kristen Daniels, the staff developer in your your school district, but are there others that you've had an opportunity to connect with that have helped you kind of and guided your thinking? Well, there are so many. First off, Kristen Daniels and Wayne Feller, who are technology integration specialists, have been key to opening my eyes to what there is out there for educators, not just in our district, but also nation and worldwide. And Kristen was the person to expose me to connecting on Twitter. And I was thinking, oh, you can't do that. As a new teacher, you're not supposed to be on Twitter. That's bad. And 
he showed me how the power of that social media tool and how if I have a question, I can just open it up to anybody and instantly be connected with amazing educators who have some great ideas and advice and then add back to that community by putting my ideas and thoughts in there. And it just has made a world of difference. And it's really helped me to know, you know, what, what's worked, what hasn't worked, and other people are having the same you know, struggles or the same successes that you can connect with people that you don't even know. And eventually you start to build those relationships with people across the country. And it's, it's a really neat thing. Yeah. And I think that's so important. I mean, I, I, I've said this often that the, the best professional development I've done in the last, say, four years have all been done on Twitter by these connecting these to these amazing educators. The reality is even the flipped classroom, it's grown because of the social media connections and a lot of the best ideas I've had. I don't have them alone. I have them in the group space with all these amazing educators. So um, that's, I think, one of the reasons the flipped learning has taken off. Last question. I thought we could just briefly talk about your preparation in college. My guess is that you didn't have any professors who flipped their classroom. And how did your college prepare you for being a new teacher in terms of uh, flipped learning? I had a great experience with both sides of the educational world. I had the very traditional model of you're going to get all of this content and you're going to learn it just in case you need it someday. I had a great experience with that. I had some great teachers, but it was very content-oriented. We're going to do it um, this way, in this manner, and this is what you need to get an A, and very traditional platform. Then I also had, in our education program, I had educators who really knew what teaching and learning was. Even though it wasn't a flipped model per se, they were very constructivist in nature, and were really in tune to what is good teaching? What are the models and the approaches that have been around for some time that really help students grow and make connections to the world around them? And they were very clear saying it's not by segregating content information out in, you know, subject areas. It needs to be integrated and you need to have a community of learners that really support one another in that. And it really changed my way of thinking of how can education be in the future? What can I do to make a difference versus just feeding them information? And they really showed me that there is no one cookie cutter answer for how to be a teacher. And that's the beautiful thing about teaching. Amber, I am just so glad that you have discovered flip learning and not just because I think it's cool because, you know, I'm the flip guy or whatever. But I, I think it's just that it's just transformed your kids' lives, which I think is the most important thing of all, is that we're seeing your kids do better and better. So thanks for joining us on the show. You've been listening to The Flip Side with John Bergman, who actually happens to be me. This program is produced by Accretive Media for the BAM Radio Network. Thanks for listening.